Welcome to the Outrage Science Bites podcast, a companion podcast to the Outrage Overload podcast. This is day seven of the NA Pod Pomo challenge. I guess some people pronounce it Napod Pomo. This is a 30 day challenge, an episode a day, each day in November. So, one episode each day, every day of November. So, in today's Outrage Science Bites, I want to talk about neuroplasticity and embodiment and how all that ties back into our core topic of outrage. So let's talk about neuroplasticity a little bit. So neuroplasticity is the brain's ability to reorganize itself, forming new neural connections in response to experiences. This is how our thoughts and feelings and behaviors actually change the structure and function of our brains. And this ties back into outrage messaging that we've talked about a lot and on on previous episodes of Outrage Science Bites, as well as, of course, in the main Outrage Overload podcast. So outrage messaging, as you remember, is a type of communication that's designed to uh, evoke strong emotions. Typically, those emotions are anger and fear and um, moral indignation, ultimately outrage. And when we're exposed to this outrage messaging, our brains are activated in a way that can lead to increased neuroplasticity. So what we're saying is our brains actually form new neural connections that are associated with outrage, or they can, by being from being exposed to outrage messaging. The more we're exposed to it, the more likely we are to develop these neural connections. And this gets us to the vicious cycle that we talked about another version of vicious cycle that we talked about before where we are increasingly drawn to the outrage messaging and our brains become more and more wired for outrage we become wired for outrage so the embodiment part now let's talk about that so embodiment is the idea that our physical influences influence our, our physical experiences influence our cognitive processes so in other words our, our thoughts and feelings and behaviors are not just abstract, they're, they're grounded in our bodies, in our movement. Studies have shown that if you're holding a heavy object, you're more likely to think about serious topics. If you're holding a light object, you're more likely, likely to think about frivolous topics. Now, outrage messaging that we talked about can trigger some real-world physical sensations like increased heart rate, muscle tension, sweating, Those physical sensations can reinforce our feelings of outrage and make it more difficult to think critically about the information we are being presented with. So our brains don't work as well when we have those physical sensations going on. And all of this feeds back to the other thing we talk about, which is the affective polarization. This is the tendency where we have negative feelings towards people who hold any opposing political views, you know, people in the other party, people on the other side, quote-unquote. And we've already talked about how outrage messaging contributes to affective polarization by making us more likely to view our political opponents as enemies. They're evil, they're bad. And when we're exposed to that kind of outrage messaging about our political opponents, our brains are activated in a way that makes us more likely to feel 
disgust, anger, indignation, and fear towards them. And the more we're exposed to outrage messaging about our political opponents, the more likely we are to develop these negative feelings. And here we are again with the vicious cycle where we become increasingly polarized from our political opponents and less likely to engage in constructive dialogue. You hear a lot of recurring themes in these, in these uh, science bites. <laughs> um, so why do I tell you about all these terrible things that are happening? Well, because if through neuroplasticity things can go bad, uh, we can have that downward spiral, uh, we can also turn that around and break free from it. And how do you do that? Well, if we can make it, if you can have those physical experiences can take you in a bad direction, you can also have, you by using the embodiment idea, you can have physical experiences help you break free from those ingrained patterns. So what I mean is we can use our bodies to help us think more critically. So let me say that again. You can use our bodies to help us think more critically. We can be more critical of the outrage messaging that's coming at us, and that will in turn, that can in turn reduce our affective polarization, our negative feelings toward those on the other side. And so here are some specific ways. I mean, you know, let's get down to it. So a few few things that just like it may seem like it's new agey stuff. This is real science that's that that has been shown to be effective. So we can actually use our bodies to break free from outrage messaging, basically, and you know some of these negative consequences. So first is just just plain old exercise, and that doesn't have to be even a big exercise. So movement, just get some movement, walking. You know, if you do more than that, that's great. But you know, it doesn't take that much. And exercise is you know a lot of um, beneficial benefits from that movement. And so we can that it can reduce stress and improve mood, which then can spiral those uh, same effects back in the other direction. Meditation. So meditation may sound like a new age thing, but there's lots of science about that as well. That it actually has quite a bit of effect. And I'll probably have an episode about even though. We are not, again, sort of a self-help show. I will probably have an episode about the scientific side of meditation to sort of talk about you know, what science has shown about sort of that it does work and sort of some of the theories and, and uh, ideas about why, why it, it probably works. Um, and finally, um, one of my favorites is getting out in nature. So a lot of science has shown that get, being in nature can reduce stress and improve our mood. So it also can uh, has been shown to help us feel more connected to the universe as a whole, I guess, the world, the outside world, makes us more connected to others, but also, I think, to the whole world. So, so the point being that, you know, while I scared you, I guess, maybe this is outrage messaging. I don't want to end with the outrage messaging part. So the, there is outrage, um, outrage media can have, you can, sort of exploit neuroplasticity to actually change the function of our brains. Um, and embodiment can have that, the physical effect can exacerbate that. So what we can do is we can rotate that backwards, again, by unspiraling the bad things and turning that into a, neg and turning that into a positive, right? So we can actually help rewire our brains back for a more positive and constructive and also a more... Um, rational or you know be better at critical thinking as well because we, we aren't letting that physical side take over 
So I guess that's what how I'll conclude this one. Um, just kind of reiterate what we talked about. So we, we talked about neuroplasticity and embodiment and how they relate back to outrage and affective polarization. I talked about how outrage messaging can ex- exploit those tendencies to, to rewire our brains. And those physical experiences can help us and how those physical experiences can help us break free. So how we can use movement to help break free from that pattern. And so we can engage in, by engaging in activities, you know, that reduce the stress, improve our mood, and help us think more clearly. We can rewire our brains back in the other direction towards a more positive, um, towards the more positive side and constructive thinking. So a little bit rambly there, but hopefully this, that made some sense and you got a little bit of a picture of, of these scientific tendencies and how they impact or how they play into outrage. So that's it for this episode of Outrage Science Bites. And thanks for listening. And I really hope you take a look at the long form podcast, uh, Outrage Overload, which is where I speak to scientists and researchers and authors and practitioners and other experts about all these things. And we can hear from the actual scientists themselves and the experts themselves who can be who can articulate these things much better than i can again this is day seven of the 30-day challenge and thanks for listening and we will have another one tomorrow take care 